This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. وَالسَّمَاءَ بَنَيْنَاهَا بِأَيْدٍ وَإِنَّا لَمُوسِعُونَ وَالْأَرْضَ فَرَشْنَاهَا فَنِعْمَ الْمَاهِدُونَ وَمِنْ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ خَلَقْنَا زَوْجَيْنِ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَذَكَّرُونَ فَفِرُّوا إِلَى اللَّهِ إِنِّي لَكُمْ مِنْهُ نَذِيرٌ مُّبِينٌ وَلَا تَجْعَلُوا مَعَ اللَّهِ إِلَٰهًا آخَرَ إِنِّي لَكُمْ مِنْهُ نَذِيرٌ كَذَلِكَ مَا أَتَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ مِنْ رَسُولٍ إِلَّا قَالُوا إِلَّا قَالُوا سَاحِرٌ أَوْ مَجْنُونٌ أَتَوَاصَوْا بِهِ بَلْ هُمْ قَوْمٌ طَاغُونَ فَتَوَلَّ عَنْهُمْ فَمَا أَنْتَ بِمَلُومٌ وَذَكِّرْ فَإِنَّ الذِّكْرَى تَنْفَعُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنْسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ ما أريد منهم من رزق وما أريد أن يطعمون إن الله هو الرزاق ذو القوة المتين فإن للذين ظلموا ذنوبا مثل ذنوب أصحابهم فلا يستعجلون فويل للذين كفروا من يومهم الذي يوعدون بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala We send blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam His household, his companions We ask Allah to bless them, to bless every one of us And to grant us goodness in this world and the next My beloved brothers and sisters Don't underestimate the value and the power of dua Dua can actually get for you something you might have thought was impossible. But there is nothing impossible for Allah. We are about to witness the officiation of a marriage known as nikah in the Arabic language. And the biggest gift that you and I could give the bride and the groom is actually a dua. More than anything else, it is a dua. My beloved brothers and sisters, the easiest part of any marriage is 
its officiation. It takes a few minutes and it's done. Generally, it is a happy moment. The most difficult part is after that, where the rights come into play, where you have to live with each other. You've been brought up in absolutely different homes to the degree that if you were brought up in a similar home or the same home, you would not be allowed to get married if you were mahram. If you are brought up with your own sister or your daughter, if your daughter grew up in front of you in the same uh, home, obviously this has a blood relation where nikah is prohibited. It is haram in Islam to marry your own sister. But you can marry someone who is distant from you and one of the sacrifices that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to make is to be able to adjust, to be able to fulfill the rights. Upon the deathbed of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa he got up and said something. What did he say? He said, I'm warning you about your treatment of women. That's what he said. I'm warning you about your treatment of women. One might ask, well, sometimes the women treat us badly. What about that? Subhanallah. But generally, it is a man who is the one looked up to within the home to be able to lead. It is the man who is looked up to to have those qualities that he can bring the family and steer it to the right direction. So if you were to treat someone in a bad way, what would happen to the home? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us an understanding. The most difficult part of a marriage is to be able to adjust, to be able to sacrifice, to be able to not only develop the trust with one another, but to abstain from that which might cause blemish in the trust. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us ease. So the Prophet ﷺ got up and he said, I warn you, I'm advising you, I'm reminding you about the good treatment of women. I know that sometimes people only talk on one side, they don't speak about the other. But in Islam, it takes two hands to clap. Subhanallah. You want something to go right, both of you have to make an effort. If both don't make an effort, it will go wrong. And if it goes wrong, who is to blame? In actual, in actual fact, shaitan is always to blame. I always say that Allah has given us, in a certain way, a gift. That gift is in the form of the ability to blame shaitan for something you did wrong. So what happens when you have done something wrong, say in the home, you made a mistake, something went wrong, even with your brother, your sister, perhaps your spouse, your mother, your father, you know you did it wrong and something went AWOL. You can embrace them and you can say, you know what, I'm so sorry, it was actually shaitan. Guess what? They will say, yes, I know it's shaitan. They'll embrace you back and say, it's okay, forget about it. What a gift of Allah is that? You can blame shaitan for something on condition that you regret, you admit your sin and your fault. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us and grant us goodness. So we must develop ourselves. We must develop our character. A good, happy marriage is based on trust. It's based on sacrifice and communication. But over and above that, the relationship with Allah. If you look at all the verses that we will recite today, every one of them has mention of taqwa Allah. Taqwa Allah is the cornerstone of a happy marriage. 
if your aim is the pleasure of Allah and your spouse's aim is the pleasure of Allah and you, are, you have developed your, your character and your conduct, what can go wrong in that marriage? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. Another very interesting point that is mentioned in the verses of nikah is the issue of the tongue. To use your tongue in the straight way, in the best possible way. Speak properly. Don't say bad words, hurtful words. Don't cause hurt and abuse. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu attaqullaha wa qulu sadida. O you who believe, be conscious of Allah, develop the correct relationship with Allah, and be careful, only utter that which is upright. Say that which is sadid, straight. If you watch how you speak and you're conscious of what comes out of your mouth, Allah says He's going to do a few things for you. Yuslih lakum a'malakum. He will make your deeds good, which means He's going to accept your deeds. Some of the Mufassirin make mention of how your deeds can get snatched away based on the evil of your tongue. We just fulfilled salah. Then we say abusive words, we engage in backbiting, deception. That salah, the reward of it went to someone else. But if you watch your tongue, then that salah will remain with you. Allah makes the deed good enough. Allah keeps it with you. It's a good deed. Yuslih lakum a'malakum. And on top of that, He says, And He will forgive your sins. All the minor sins, the minor sins actually get wiped out whenever you engage in the obedience of Allah with a good intention, with the correct intention, consciously. So if you are uttering good words, knowing that I could have said a bad word, but for the sake of Allah, as an ibadah, I'm going to say good words. Allah says, you know what? Your other minor sins, we wipe them out. Khalas. Your good deeds automatically wipe out the minor sins that you have committed. If there is a major sin, you would need specific tawbah. But minor sins, sometimes we don't even know we've committed them based on the environment we're living in. So Allah says, watch your tongue. It's one of the things you can do to earn the pleasure of Allah, to protect your deeds and to forgive, to achieve the forgiveness of these sins. More so within marriage. 90 or, or more percent of problems within marriage are connected to the tongue. Remember this, how you speak. You have a problem, how you spoke, how you dealt with it with your tongue. You can say good words or you can get up like a typical person with hot blood and start swearing everyone else and you can get up and make everyone feel the smallest people on earth. That is an attitude a lot have. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from among those whose spouses can bear witness that we are the best people because there is a hadith and I end on this note. The Prophet says, خيركم, خيركم it's, it's more of a challenge for us. It's more of a challenge. You know, they have the bucket challenge and this challenge and that challenge. We have the challenge, the spouse challenge. What is it? The hadith says, the best from amongst you is the one who is best to his wife. The one who is best to his own family. That's where charity begins. Charity begins at that point. So if your wife or your spouse can bear witness that you are a good person and your family can vouch for you, then indeed, no matter what the whole dunya says, you're a good person. Subhanallah. Why? 
Those who live with you 24-7, they watch you. They see you at times of happiness and sadness. When you're hungry and when you're full. You know, when things go your way and they don't, they watch you all the time. And they say, this man is a very, very good man. Trust me, we have a shortage of such men. May Allah make me like that and all of us like that too. We have a shortage of such men. This challenge, I really, I want to take it up myself and I think all of us should as well. May Allah make us from amongst those whose spouses can bear witness that we are the best of people. And not that... You ask them, what do you think of me? And she's so scared. She says, you are the best. You are the best, subhanAllah. Because there's no other answer. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all goodness and happiness. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless the couple that are coming together. Inshallah, I will do the khutbah. And thereafter, I will ask questions which will be self-explanatory, inshallah, and quite clear. Can Allah Adi come forward, inshallah.